Oh my god, I'm not ready. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Legitimately threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck's happening? I can't anyway. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome back to the For Film Say Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archidia, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we are going to be talking about The Darjeeling Limited. Yeah. It's a Wes Anderson movie. It's pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, uh, let's get started with the catch-up. Let's do that first. Some uh, ketchup, mustard, condiments. Some of the condiments. All of that in there. Um, I guess just what we've been doing this week, um, I've been trying to find things like identify my triggers for angriness. <laughs> you know, okay. like, you know, I'm just, already interested in this. Because, I mean, I've, I've tried to like find some balance or whatever, but um, but try to identify the small things and what is it that best pisses me off about it. Yes. And um, like one of the things, um, like driving, like traffic, like I don't, I don't mind traffic. Like I'm, I'm kind of all right with traffic. Except when you're, except when you're not. Yes, because <laughs> because I mean it's like because there's rules, there's rules, and as long as everybody's following the rules, then then it's fine. Right. But when you're not following the rules, then I'm getting pretty upset. Specifically, that damn the the, the passing lane. The passing lane. The yes. passing lane, commonly known as the fast lane. I have been guilty of doing the thing mm. that you're about to say. I hate this with all <laughs> of my heart. All of my heart. Because I don't, I don't understand. I do not understand. It's like, all right, so there, there'll be four lanes. Yes. And uh, I'm sure I've brought this up before, but I'm saying this is like, of all things in the world to be angry about, this is like the one one of the few things that just, it, it gets me. I mean, yeah, it's like cancer, we're hunger, passing lane. Yes. That's how, that's it, how it goes. It might rank a little higher. <laughs> you know, for, for me. <laughs> so so you, you, you have your four lanes, and then it's like you'll get the people that are immediately go all the way over to the farthest left lane, which is the passing lane. Yes. And say the speed limit is 70 miles an hour. Yes. And then the person will be like, okay, they'll go all the way over to the left, they'll go 70 miles per hour, and just stay there but now they're fucking up everybody else in the traffic because like what the person behind them that's like okay i'm going 71 miles an hour i want to pass this guy i want to pass this guy but the only way for me to pass this guy is to do some dangerous shit that you should not be doing on the road a rule of the road is you don't pass on the right you do not pass on the right we specifically have a passing lane on the left so we can pass on the left and then we have an asshole that's all the way on the left and saying no i'm not gonna let you pass me on the left (laughs) i am not gonna let you do that if you want to pass me because you know what i'm going fast enough and i have decided that no one behind me should be going any faster than I'm going. And if you want to go faster than me, then you're going to have to do some dangerous illegal shit. This and, is true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a level of arrogance. I think, I yes. think the arrogance pisses it's, you off. It's, it's, it's arrogance or ignorance. Okay. Either, either one. Because if the person knows that they're, they're doing it, then I'm not as pissed off. I'm not as pissed off if, if you know that you're doing it. If a guy if a guy's in the in the or or, or woman if you're in the far if you're in the um the the, the pack, can we just can, hmm? hold on I want to hmm? can okay, we just no. say that guy is hmm? a fucking gender neutral term? Hmm. Can we just fucking say that already? Maybe hold on, guy. I, yeah. I hate people getting on my ass for saying guy, but I'm talking about woman. It's a fucking hmm. gender neutral term. It's like, dude, man. I think you might be right here. Okay. I yeah, think you might be right. Goddamn right, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> If I walk into a room, it's like, hey, guys. Yeah. And there's what? Like, and gals. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all of you. It's all of you, yeah. All of you. Every, yeah. Now, I'm not saying hi to you because mm-hmm. you fucking said that. Yeah. You entitled little prick. Yeah, you know what? I'm with you. I'm yeah. signing up for that. Cool. I'm going to go in and sign I'm up glad, for that. I'm glad you agree because I would have been awkward if you didn't. <laughs> I'm signing up for that. For guy and dude, both of those terms completely gender neutral. Fucking gender neutral. In fact... Every like gender neutral person that I know mm-hmm. says it's fine if you call me dude or guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't care. Scott, you're fuck. Sorry, but, but that's yeah. one of my triggers. No, yeah, I, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the other thing, um, 
is I felt like super, you know, I, I talked a couple of weeks ago about feeling like super rich and lavish because I got all these new like tank tops and socks right. and underwear. So now I'm feeling like all super rich or whatever. Well, I got brought back down to reality uh, this week. <laughs> So um, I, I was going to the gym because I've been talking about this stuff or whatever. But so I went to the gym and it was packed out. Right. And it's like, and I, and I went during peak hours, you know, and this is January. So this is filled with. So the that's new, like New Year's resolutions, people. Yes. Maxed out. Like, and, and so just forget like the free weights area. Like there's just traffic to the max. You're not right. moving in there. But then I go to the treadmill area. So I'm like, at least I can, you know, do some, some running. No, every single treadmill filled with people, every single one. Yep. Everyone. So it's like now I'm feeling like, um, you, you know, like if, if, if you have to wash your clothes, but you don't own your own washing machine. So then you have to go wash your clothes with the public and the commoners and wash your clothes with all of them. With the peasants. Yes. And that's what I felt like in there that I had to go exercise with all the peasants and the commoners because I didn't own my own equipment. You know, it's like washing my clothes in, in, the, in the common areas. It's like, what the fuck? It shouldn't have to be like this. I should be able to, if I want to wash my underwear right now, I shouldn't have to wait for Joe to finish washing his. <laughs> you know, and it's like, if I, if I want to, if I want to run on this treadmill right now, I shouldn't have to wait for Sally to finish fucking jogging and speed walking. I shouldn't have to do it. <laughs> you know, you're fucking neurotic. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. But I'm just like, I, like I, I, I'm like, I'm there. I'm like, that's my fucking bench press. That's my treadmill. I get on that thing. That's mine. You don't know how many hours I put into that. I went directly to the thing, and she's just there, just, just briskly walking, just, just walking, just hanging out. <laughs> no telling. Yeah, no telling when she was gonna leave either. But yeah. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, those are just small triggers or whatever. Small it's just triggers. like, you know, like somebody could walk up like, hey, you know, you're a fucking asshole. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm pretty self-identified with that. You know, you're probably right about that. You know, but but like with some things, it's like I'll be like just completely angry. Like you can say some disrespectful things like to my face and I'll still like keep it calm and trying to analyze the situation. Mm. But like in the car. No, man. Eyes turn red. Flip fucking... out. Crazy person. <laughs> you know? I, I, I totally get that. I mm. absolutely fucking get that. Yeah. I, like, my triggers are work-related. Mm. So the things that make me angry is usually people at work. <laughs> mm. And it's not like they're doing anything on purpose. Yeah. They're doing anything, like, to be, uh, you know, offensive or anything like that. Mm. They're just, it's fucking simple things yes. that make me fucking angry. Yes. Like, I sent out an email, mm -hmm. like, three days ago because we were changing up systems. Yes. And I want to make sure everybody knows what the fuck is happening. Yes. As one fucking should. Mm -hmm. And then I asked everybody in the email. I don't think anyone's read that email. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I asked everybody in the email, mm -hmm. uh, uh, say cats are great on the subject line mm -hmm. on our reply email. So that I know that you fucking read it. Wow, I, I didn't yeah. even see of that Of course, because you didn't read the fucking email. Hell no, I Because you're one of the assholes that has me triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Did not read that email at all. Uh, so, like, I, I said that, and, like, I got one. Mm -hmm. And then I, I got two confirmation emails. Yes. Uh, because I went to another guy, and I looked him in the eye, mm -hmm. and I said, I'm sending you an email. Yes. Read it. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm -hmm. It takes five seconds. Yeah. It takes five fucking seconds. Yeah. But nah, nah. Fuck you know, that. The thing is, it's like, it, it, it depends on what it is and who it's from. Yeah. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm probably just not. Probably just, No, it, it takes me a while. Because even with, um, you sent me an email about um about something with For Film's Sake. Yeah, it was and all their login information. Yeah, you was like, uh, have, have you checked the email yet? Yeah, I'm like, no. And it was like, and I had been asking you about it for like two weeks yeah. every day before then or something like that. And then it's like, send the email? Nope. And that's something that's important to me. You know, but it's like, I'm st I still just don't See, immediately for, do for it. For me, that was fine yeah. because you were pressuring me to get something mm -hmm. and I got it. Yeah. Now what you do with the rest of that information, that's your fucking problem. Yeah. 
But we're at work. Yes. <laughs> Every fuck up that happens mm-hmm. is going to happen because people didn't read that fucking email. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you're fucking up, then, yeah, it's like mm. refer to the email. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But oh, it's yeah. just it fucking it fucking makes me angry because mm. like I look at people like if, uh, here's another thing. I, we have a coworker and I complain about her a lot. Yes. But uh, I looked her. I looked her in the fucking windows of her soul mm. and I said, did you read the email? Yes. She was like, I didn't get a confirmation email. And did, did she fuck something up? Uh, no, 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 no. She didn't. Okay. But right. this is this is why it made me angry. Yes. It's like I said, did you read the email? And she was like, uh, yes, I did. Why didn't I get a confirmation email? It was like right there in the email. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, did it not go through? I thought I sent it. It's probably in my draft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, immediately, I was like, fuck you. You're for, it's bullshit. Bullshit. Uh... Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. If you reply to an email and you hit send, that's going through unless oh, your Wi-Fi now, breaks off. Now, now, if you if you uh, subscribe to that train of thought, then you're okay. getting a lot closer to where I am about things, and that's cutting emotion off from everything. Is black? That's a black and white thing. That, yeah, but because mm-hmm. that's that's not technology doesn't fuck up like that. Gmail doesn't fuck up like that. But 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 I'm saying yeah. it's like you have to take that away from every everybody's excuse. Yeah, Nobody's yeah, yeah. excuse matters anymore. Yeah. Because like I've I've had experience. A lot of people will say like iPhone, Gmail, Google Drive. A lot of issues yeah. with that, and I say bullshit to all of it. Yeah. No. And you're all right. You're it. correct in saying bullshit to all of them. But it was like a, and I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm with that train of thought. Yes. If your email fucks up, it fucks up because you fucked up. I I, that's, yeah. I think that about everything though. If a person fucks up, they fucked up because they fucked up. Right. You know, but so, so it's for like, me, it's a little no, bit more contextual. How? Like like it depends but, on the fuck up depends on the situation of the fuck up i guess the trust is in like you trust gmail to an extent to where they aren't allowed to fuck up because gmail never fucks up for me gmail has never ever once for you fucked up for you i know (laughs) because it's for me because it's never fucked up for me have an expectation for gmail Mm -hmm. gmail fucking works Mm -hmm. it doesn't fuck up unless your wi-fi doesn't work or Mm -hmm. you have the wrong email address Mm -hmm. if you're pressing reply on a fucking email the email address is there it's literally just gmail does it for you Mm -hmm. you just have to type and hit send yes there's no way that's getting fucked up yes that's bullshit that's a bullshit no they they fucked up yeah and i I just believe that it's always the person (laughs) every time sometimes sometimes it's not like sometimes if a hard drive gets corrupted Mm -hmm. because a hard drive got corrupted and you lost like a project file how did they not have that saved somewhere else Th- that's true that's their fuck up but the hard drive fucking up i'm not mm. mad at the hard drive fucking up mm. that's a, that's another thing i'm mad at the fact that the project file got lost not at the situation that arrived for the project file getting lost it's contextual for me you're, i'm a little bit of both you're getting closer to where yeah. i'm where i'm at but yeah i'm, I'm at just... both worlds i'm at both worlds <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's, it's fucking bullshit mm-hmm. it's fucking bullshit mm-hmm. just press it's, it's five seconds you mm-hmm. read the thing it takes 10 minutes to read the thing mm-hmm. five seconds to reply for fucking good I mean, I understand wanting someone to read it, yeah. but I, but the reply is kind of odd to me. The reply is so I know that people read it, so that I know that when a fuck-up happens, mm-hmm. I can go like, oh, they didn't fucking read it, this is why the fuck-up happened. What about when they fuck up because they read it? Then uh, that's just, they have a question that they didn't know the answer, then that's on me to explain to them why the fuck-up happened. But if they didn't read the email, mm-hmm. and they fuck up, yeah. then the ignorance is willful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's lots of ignorance yeah. all the way around, though. Yeah. So I guess we should promote this podcast with at the work uh, environment <laughs> next <laughs> week. <laughs> Make sure everybody that we work with listens to this podcast. I love everybody. I love everybody we work with. But fuck you. <laughs> Reply to the fucking email. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. God damn it! I got one confirmation email. Yeah. And shout out to that person. Yeah. That's about it. Fucking and and what else makes me angry? Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that make me angry outside of work, mm-hmm. and I think it's. Facebook. I think it's Facebook. Facebook has been making me very angry lately. Because it's it's just the worst thing to happen to people now. Like, every time I go on Facebook, it's just a bummer. (laughs) 
Because all I see is people trying to be, like, pretending that they have, like, an amazing thing happening for them. Oh, God. And then, I know the the person. Mm -hmm. I I know them. Yes. They're not that happy. I know it. Yeah. And so, like, for me, it's just, like, a bunch of people, like, fucking typing on a computer, Mm -hmm. just going, like, yay, I'm so happy. And then going home and, like, crying in the shower. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. And then there's, like, all the pseudo-political bullshit where people just have stupid opinions. Mm -hmm. Not... Stupid opinions that have wrong facts mm. and stupid opinions about the wrong facts. Sure. That's different. Okay. Uh, they just say things that are wrong, scientifically wrong. Mm. Not even like politically wrong. Like this is science. Sure. Like climate change deniers. That's fucking science. Yeah. And you're on Facebook and I have to read your bullshit. They don't have to. I mean, yeah, I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like getting angry. Um, but I have to, I, like, I read their bullshit because it shows up on my fucking feed yeah. before I have the chance to delete them because that's the reason I delete them. So I have to read it at least once. It's <laughs> 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 just like, uh, fucking, it's science. It's not any, it's science. Uh, I think you can kind of solve that, you know, like by just deleting the people that say that nonsense. I mean, yeah, but I have to yeah. read it at least one time to know that they're saying that nonsense. Eventually, it'll be cleared out. Like, by this time <laughs> next year, you'll have, like, 45 friends on Facebook. This is true. And only those 45 friends will only be saying positive things. This is true. Like, the one thing I do yeah. like about Facebook is I like all the, the photographers that I have on my feed. Yeah. Those are great. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. Climate change deniers, go fuck yourself. I don't need you. <laughs> you don't need you. The planet's dying, and you're just fucking crying, and you're just, like, dancing in the steers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I see, I see a lot of that stuff on uh, on Facebook and social media in general. It's 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 a, it's a bit a bit, it's a bit upsetting. It reminds me of like high school, yep. you know, to where you're just trying to maintain status and uh, who's cool, who's not cool, and who's doing this, who's doing that. And I don't know. I just I choose not to participate. Yeah. I, just, I just really don't. I mean, it's like, oh, did you? Oh, you 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 went to this this place this place and this place? Oh yeah, I did, but I did, just didn't feel the need to share it with everybody. I'm also like ten years younger than you, mm-hmm. so like you've already been through this part i think yeah so now that i'm like i'm like finding the things that i don't want to do and want to do yeah in social media yeah now it's just like people make me angry man people yes. are bullshit yes they are but it, <laughs> that's another thing we've been talking about yeah. uh recently is to where it's like um uh, what's what's the word for the the uh humans that hate other humans like and misanthrope misanthrope yeah, yeah misanthrope. just a complete misanthrope and I, and I don't say that it's like in a bragging thing like yeah i don't like people i think people <laughs> suck like, yeah you're cool i don't like people either i identify with that no it's just it's just a, a bad outlook on life in yeah. general I just generally think that people as a whole, humanity is um, generally pretty shitty. It's generally, generally is. pretty shitty. Like not 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 a person, not an individual. Just people. I love individuals. I love people. I love to meet people one on one. But whenever you get people in groups and that kind of gang mentality is just is not the same. And I just, I just, I can't, man. We're pretty, we're pretty garbage at that. Yeah, it's, it's just, huh? so it's just like I, the way, the way that I think about things or interact with people. Unfortunately, it seems kind of negative sometimes, you know, just because <laughs> that's how, where I always see people at. But it's like as soon as you prove that you're not one of those people, then yeah, let's go be friends. Yeah, you're have, great. Have fun, you know. Which, which I'm glad it happened because I, I feel like our first couple of interactions were like measuring each other out. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. What's happening with him? And mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got through that really quickly. You yeah. think so? I didn't get yeah. that though. Really? Well, that's what that's my first interaction with everybody. It's oh. just like, what what the fuck are you? Hmm. Like, you seem cool. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You might you might be a Scientologist. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> I gotta okay, watch okay, out okay. for this. Okay. Like, okay. What yeah, are yeah, you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. my first interaction with anybody. Yeah. There was uh, yeah. There's always a bit of a filling out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but that happened pretty quickly. I, I think we we made stupid jokes and I was like, oh, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 like we were quickly uh, able to say anything around each other, <laughs> like anything, yeah. and 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 it's like I started to push. I try to push the envelope a little bit. Like after like a month or two, <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna say whatever the fuck I want to, and I'm gonna push this guy away as a friend <laughs> real quick. Did it work? <laughs> yeah. Did like, not work. Just general. It's like, no, this guy's sticking around. I'm like, okay, we can be. <laughs> friends me and you we can be friends that's really funny uh we're about to cut short yeah. but there's another thing that i want to bring up mm-hmm. is the fucking media has me mean? on my tits what just like mean? like internet news media okay uh they have me very annoyed mm-hmm. and just because all right this is gonna sound stupid but pewdiepie you know the youtuber who pewdiepie pewdiepie yeah pewdiepie he's like the biggest youtuber he does youtube gaming channels and he's been doing that for like six years that's okay. 50 million subscribers mm-hmm. he's fucking massive on youtube and mm. uh, and I, I used to not like him, but mm. now uh, I, I sort of like started sneaking back into his content because he's kind of like grown up as a content creator, mm. and he just he just does a lot more cool shit now. Okay. And but his sense of humor has always been really rough. Okay. Like it's always been crude. It's always been crude. Mm. And now, uh, fucking the internet media because he's got fifty million subscribers and shit. Mm. Uh, everything he does and everything every single joke he does they pick apart and they have like this ridiculous headlines like PewDiePie racist now because of uh, he said a thing they do that with Steve Harvey too they I mean, yeah, yeah, happen yeah. forever yeah. Um, but the reason why it annoys me with PewDiePie mm. is because before he had 50 million subscribers he like, could say whatever the fuck he wanted like, to nobody cared <laughs> right yeah. he's been he's been doing the same thing for 6 years yes but uh, he hit uh, the point where he was the most subscribed channel on YouTube yeah. and then that's like Media starts using people's names to get clickbaits yep. because uh, the advertisements are per click. So, like, when, cause immediately when you open up the website, mm-hmm. the first thing you get shown is an ad instead of like the article, the content. So, the content doesn't really fucking matter because mm-hmm. they get paid. Yep. Uh, so, like, clicking and you click an article that says PewDiePie racist because mm-hmm. he almost said the N word in yep. a joke, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I don't know, might be problematic, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then they get like 50 people click that article, they get 50 clicks, but it doesn't matter the content, doesn't matter the context mm. of, of what the joke was or the intent of the joke or whatever yeah. uh, and that kind of stuff. And it just annoys me the fact that we like the reason like newspapers, this is not a fun rant. The reason that newspapers uh, went on subscription base is to avoid that because advertisers were influencing the quality of the news. Mm. And so like that's happening with the Internet now. It's like where like advertisers are yeah. are influencing the, the quality of the news. Yes. And uh, that fucking sucks because we're getting shit news all around. Like yes. there's fake news fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's clickbait. Not just with like anything PewDiePie is saying. There's just fucking fake news everywhere. And it's upsetting. Like I can't go through like an like an internet news feed without knowing what's fake or what's not from the get go. And yeah. it's upsetting. Like I should be able to trust fucking sources. Yes. On news media. Because they're news media. <laughs> There is a comedian that I would implore you to listen to if you haven't already mm. by the name of Bill Hicks. I, I love Bill Hicks. Have you seen his joke about advertisers? Uh, yeah. How they're the scum of the earth and he wants them all to die. This <laughs> is not a joke. You are sucking Yes, this, this is, is not, not a, joke. a joke. I am serious. And that's what I'm saying. It's just like, that's, that's what it is. It's like, as soon as you get to a certain point, you don't, you're no longer a person or a human being. You're now a product. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to sell you as such. I mean, advertisement is just, it's, the, it's evil. But. Yeah, it, it's just really sad that like the news media that we used to tr- be able to trust mm. uh, on a paper format has now evolved into news media that we can trust because the internet has been such a new frontier for advertisers. And mm-hmm. it's fucking bullshit. And I know it's boring to talk about it, but I just wanted to say it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to... Fuck. We're going <laughs> to...
Listen, we're gonna do the music and then we're gonna come back and talk about fucking Darjeeling Limited. Let's just do that. <laughs> And we're back. Welcome back to... Yeah. I said back, welcome back. What the fuck is that? That's fine with that. Are you cool with that? Back, welcome back. Oh. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay, I guess we're I was back. We're back, welcome back. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the For Films Like podcast. We're going to talk about Dirty Unlimited. Uh, and uh, yeah. before we do any of that, I slept on the floor. Mm. My throat fucking hurts. You don't... Like, there's a lot of dust particles that I keep forgetting about every time I fall asleep on the fucking floor. Mm. And every morning, I wake up with a shitty throat and I do it all over again the next fucking day. Yeah. The Darjeeling Unlimited uh, is rated R. It came out in 2007. It's listed as a comedy drama indie film with a uh, hour and 44 minute runtime. Uh, the breakdown is Exchange Exchange Brothers. Uh, Francis played by Owen Wilson. Uh, Peter played by Adrian Brody and Jack played by Jason Schwartzman reunite for a train trip across India. The siblings have not spoken over a year ever since their father passed away. Francis is recovering from a motorcycle accident. Peter cannot cope with his wife's pregnancy, and Jack cannot get over his ex-lover. Uh, the brothers fall into old patterns of behaviors as Francis reveals the real reason of their reunion to visit their mother in the Himalayan convent. Uh, it was released 2007, director Wes Anderson. Um, there was a budget of $17 million, and they made it look like a $100 million budget. Yeah, that <laughs> you know? sure looks gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, other mov- movies uh, with Anderson, Wes Anderson has done uh, Rushmore, The Royal, Royal Tannenbaums, The Life Aquatic of Steve Zizou, uh, Fantastic that's, Mr. That's Fox. That's a title I've never heard of. Uh, the, the Life Aquatic? That's the one with um, Steve Martin. Um, i never heard of it. Uh, fan- the Fantastic Mr. Fox and The Grand Budapest Hotel. Nice. Oh. Wes Anderson is, is one of those directors that you immediately recognize his name, mm-hmm. even though you might not recognize everything he's worked on. Definitely, yeah. Uh, let me put my mic up. Anytime I hear Wes Anderson, I think of Wes Craven, and they're completely different people. <laughs> that happens it, to me, too. You know, it's just the Wes thing. I always think of a fucking Nightmare Before, not, not Nightmare Before, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, sorry, I have to go through that in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, Wes Anderson is one of those directors that his body of work speaks for it fucking self. Yeah. I mean, he is brilliant yes. at what he does. Uh, Darjeeling Limited, you went through the whole rundown. I was laughing, so I kind of missed it. I don't know what you said. Darjeeling Unlimited. Extreme <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, uh, the thing about this movie, that it's, it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's actually kind of like pretty dry mm. the whole time through. Mm. And you said that you watched it two times, and yes. the first time it was... I, I mean, I can give two completely different reviews right okay. here. The, the first review will be scathing. And, 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 and I feel like that's how the average viewer would watch this movie. Because okay. that's how I watch average movies. Just, I mean, I mean, most, most people, when you're watching a movie, you're not watching it to analyze it. You're just trying to get out of, you know, whatever you're in. You know, you're, just, mm-hmm. you're bored and you want to watch something. And I watched it like that last night, just um, watching it and having um, my, my iPhone and iPad right there. Mm-hmm. And this movie bored the complete shit out of me it is it was just utter nothingness it felt like for the longest they're on a train you're driving on the train some more people talking in monotone Owen Wilson's not being funny Jason Schwartzman you know just it's like that's that's what I'm getting from it at first and it's like I didn't even get drawn into the movie the first time until Owen Wilson is like did you just fuck that Indian girl? You know, that, that's that's the, the first time I got drawn into it. So I was like, what the fuck, man? It, it was just so long, so dry. 
and um, I had to get back up this morning and watch it again. This movie is filled with nuance. It's 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 a it's still a very funny movie, but just when you see the word comedy, you're expecting something different, I guess. That's you know? that's I think that's the problem mm. with the word comedy yes. itself. It yeah. just fucks up your expectation of the expectation, movie. Expectation, yeah. Like I I I'm really against good movies that are funny being labeled as comedies. It, mm. it kind of fucks them up mm. uh, for people's perceptions. That being said, I can totally see what you would think that the movie's boring as shit. Oh no no, it's yeah. not. The first time, yeah, definitely. Yeah yeah, I can yeah. see why you would think that. Definitely so. Because nothing really fucking happens. It's no. all like sort of internal relationship conflict. Yeah. Um, but I watched the movie uh, at school after work because I had an hour and a half to kill before class started. Mm-hmm. And I, and I sat there and I watched the movie. Like, my only attention was on the movie. So immediately I started picking up on all the little, like, nuances and, like, tiny little jokes. Mm-hmm. So I had a great fucking time watching the movie. Nice. Um, my, my favorite thing is just, like, like, everything that we find out about these characters happens through character interaction. Mm-hmm. There's really, there's no expositional dump. Uh, sometimes Wes Anderson has a, has a tendency to overuse narrators. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of annoyed me because it, it, it's just expositional dump that you need to get through the next scene. Yeah. But in this movie, uh, he does a great use of like having all the characters say what they need to say so that you understand what their relationship is, what they're happening, what they want, and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, he does this great thing where he introduces, he bookends the movie with shots of uh, Bill Murray, who plays the father, yes. jumping into the train, and then the three brothers jumping into the train uh, at the end of the movie doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. at the, at each other. But everything that happens in between, you can tell that everything that happened was because these characters got closer together organically. Yeah. And not because they were pushed into a situation that happened, even though the initial catalyst was Francis being like... Trying to make it happen. Right, trying mm-hmm. to make it happen. Yeah. Um, and like they had this whole thing planned out, and I, they had this whole thing planned out with schedules and yeah. everything that yeah. fell through. Mm-hmm. So like the trip started out as a, like a f- to forcing something happened, but by the end of the movie, the movie transitions yeah. and it turns into something that's just growing organically, and you can tell that the relationship between these brothers is changing mm-hmm. from the moment of the half point of the film, yeah. which is brilliant. I mean, it's it's good solid writing. Yeah. Uh, and just like the relationship between. Brothers is complicated to capture on screen, yeah. especially when it's a soured relationship with brothers because mm-hmm. a lot of people want a lot of drama yeah. when it comes to like a brotherly relationship. They want to see like, well, he fucked my wife or like yeah. he did drugs for like 17 years mm-hmm. and hit my kid. Uh, but this one is just pretty simple. There's just brothers that don't know how to get along yeah. and they have their own perspectives on life. And like mm-hmm. the whole 35 minutes when they first you see them in the movie, mm-hmm. they're talking like they're tweeting. <laughs> They're just talking about themselves in the whole conversation. Mm. They're having a conversation. Adam Brody goes like, uh, Justin Schwartz. Uh, is that the same Justin Schwartz? Justin Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. He goes like, I wrote a short story. And I like, love that line. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Is I wrote a short story. What? Uh, I wrote a short story. Do you want to read it? How long is it? Right. What? <laughs> How long is it? N- never mind. <laughs> It's great. Everyone talks like they're <laughs> tweeting about themselves. Like Brody has a thing he wants to say, mm. but he doesn't care what Justin is saying. Mm. And Owen Wilson has a thing that he wants to get across. He doesn't care what the other two are saying. So he just feels disjointed and disconnected, even though they're on the same frame together. You, you, you see how like how self-involved mm. each of them were? Like yeah. just at that uh, at that seating. Uh, you have Owen Wilson, um, his character of uh, Francis. He's like, you know what? I'm so self-involved that I'm not gonna read your thing if it's gonna take too much of my own time. Right. The uh, he finally does get his brother to read. 
read it. The other brother, Peter, mm-hmm. uh, brother Adrian Brody, he reads it and he's so narcissistic, egocentric that he thinks that it's about him. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I like it except for this part where you have me doing this and this. He's like, it's all fiction. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, it's not about you at all. You know? I feel like Justin was the most relatable character. Which was Justin, me. the youngest brother? Yeah. Uh, okay. He was the most relatable one for me. Because hmm. I've, I've had those interactions with people where. Uh, I don't know. You just kind of want to get away from the situation, mm. and you really can't. You're kind of stuck there. Yeah. So you just gotta like make up shit, and you try to like change the mood. But it's like hey, I wrote a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I feel for I felt I felt for Justin's character. I, I I can see what you're saying with that, and um, especially there's there's um there's one scene. Actually, I think my favorite here is um. Uh, Adrian Brody and uh, well, they're, they're all sitting inside the train and Adrian is um, well, Peter he's looking to the mirror and he's shaving and they're, uh, they're talking about his father's death and uh, it was like uh, you know you know that uh, he, his dad said I was a favorite he said I was a favorite he told me as, as, uh, as he was dying on the ground full with blood he told me that I was his favorite and then uh, you know it was like what the fuck and, and Owen Wilson's character he's getting more pissed off and pissed off he's like is that, are those dad's glasses are those, is that dad's razor you know he's just taking all these things from uh, from their dad mm-hmm. you know that, that's past and he's feeling like it was <laughs> what's, what's the brother's name uh, Jason Schwartz uh, Jack Jack and he was like uh, yeah you know it's like because dad loved all of us so I really believe that um that we should all have that shaving razor and jack jack agrees with me he, he agrees and he just like <laughs> no oh, 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 owen wilson said that yes. oh, well, oh, owen's francis mm-hmm. jack is the youngest one yes the youngest one didn't say that's what thing. i'm he's talking about jack he says jack agrees with me oh i'm sorry god damn it brian <laughs> listen it's hard to keep track of conversations man <laughs> so, so owen, owen is saying yeah he's like dad will believe that these things belong to all of us jack agrees with me and that's what i'm saying with um how you're saying you identify with the younger brother mm-hmm. jack always being thrown into shit right you know and then um he said yeah jack agrees with this jack agrees with that and then the peter was like you know what he snaps he turns around he takes the belt that he was like was that dad's belt well no was that was that my belt you didn't just take it yada yada he was like you know what here's your fucking belt back he takes the belt and throws it at his face but the belt buckle beams him directly in the face yeah. and they, they go do a close-up of Jason Schwartzman character he puts a cigarette out quick it's just like a, oh shit you know it's about to go down then it's a close-up on Owen Wilson's face and he's just standing there just like you're waiting for it you see the steam off of him and then they go into the fight <laughs> Jason Schwartzman character runs over and gets mace <laughs> it's like I love you both I love you both but I'm gonna mace you in the face it's just like he's just being thrown into situations <laughs> you know over that and over that he has no way to no, get out no of no way to get out of yeah he just keeps getting thrown into it <laughs> that was probably uh that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie too yeah. the whole fight scene and then so them getting kicked off the train yeah and they just have to like live with each other for mm-hmm. like those miserable couple of days oh, where yeah. they, they fucked up uh i i, I really uh, fuck this movie's brilliantly well paced mm-hmm. i think i didn't feel like anything was out of pace while it was happening yeah and like er- everything felt like it was happening for a reason mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and like it, ha- it still has that sort of Wes Anderson charm into it, that sort of style. Yeah, like a Moonrise f- Kingdom type thing. Right, yeah. where it feels sort of like I don't want to say stylized because that's using a definition to mm-hmm. say the word, but it, it feels Wes Andersony. It feels cartoony in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it could be like a like a fever dream of someone that you're watching, and it was it, it was fucking it, it was super charming with this movie. Everything was super colorful. Mm-hmm. The frames were incredibly well composed. Yes. Uh, while they were in the train, there's one, uh, that scene that you were talking about when Eddie and Brody yep. shaving. Yep. There's a mirror and there's a hole in the wall mm-hmm. and there's the actual doorway. And it's, and it's brilliant because yes. they put, uh, 
the alien Brody shaving in the mirror and they move and then suddenly he's he's through the hole. Owen Wilson's through the hole. Mm-hmm. Alien Brody's standing in the doorway. Jack's out of frame, but you see his face reaction because of the mirror. Mm-hmm. And it's like where a lesser director would have used cuts and edits mm-hmm. to make sure that scene was understood. Yeah. Wes just left the fucking camera and composed the fucking shot like a fucking director should. Mm-hmm. And it was brilliant. And yes. it was so sexy to see. Someone yes. that is just good at their fucking job. He's very good. Yeah. The um the thing that that I always like to look at uh, parallels mm-hmm. and um and the parallels I, I looked at on this one first one the easiest one was uh, Jack uh, Jason Schwartzman's character and the waitress right they um they hook up very early on um <laughs> which is <laughs> one of my favorite hookup scenes because it felt so real <laughs> it, it, it it felt the most like I feel opposite about that like yeah. the most unrealistic thing ever like how like man? it would never happen but it felt like if it would happen that's how it would happen like I like I, I was just thinking like you know because like I was thinking like at my best like at 25 with eight pack abs and I was just the best ever I'm like I still couldn't do that I'm like maybe if I was like a 25 year old white guy like do 25 year old white guys get that and that's the only that's the only thing I could think of but I'm like otherwise this is like very unrealistic but 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 the parallel between uh, Jack and the waitress I really like so um so we're, we're back at that shaving scene mm-hmm. and uh, Owen is like um like, what, what happened to the savory snacks and then he was like oh yeah let me go get the savory snacks the waitress that brought it earlier so um so he goes out and he gets the lady to uh, to come bring the savory snacks over and in the meantime he goes to smoke a cigarette and it's all a ruse for, yeah, you know this they don't, they don't care about those damn snacks <laughs> and, um, he uh, he calls the girl over and uh, they eventually start making out and that leads to more with them with them but the parallel uh, between them uh, Jack he has a, a girlfriend ex-girlfriend now mm-hmm. uh, that's in Paris and he's been calling her well not even calling her checking, just her, checking her, uh, her her voicemails yeah. you know he still has a voicemail code so he's just calling her phone and listening to her voicemails uh, just basically stalking her um, we finally get a, a flashback in like the middle of the movie and mm-hmm. we see the um she she put that a perfume bottle that I guess uh, had a was very symbolic to the relationship mm-hmm. back inside of his bag, kind of signifying that this relationship is over, really. Right. And um, you see the book that he wrote, and I don't know if it was uh, written for her, about her, or dedicated to her, or whatever. But it know. had the um, the perfume bottle, the exact same perfume bottle on the book. Mm-hmm. So you know there was a strong connection between them and that relationship being over. And um, you seen the things that he needed. Um, and the things that the waitress needed, you know, because she was immediately like, yeah, hell yeah, you're crazy. But yeah, let's, let's get it on in the bathroom. And then a couple of scenes later, you see that she's dealing with the same thing. Right. She's dealing with the relationship that she's not happy in that's going to be over very, very soon. Mm-hmm. And they're both just looking for something and trying to find out within each other, you know. Um, another parallel, parallel. My favorite one uh, was Owen Wilson and his mother. Really, that was your favorite one. By I don't know. It made me the most angry. By far, it was because uh, I didn't get it at first uh, when they they were on the train mm-hmm. and he's just like bossing everybody around. He's like, "Yeah, okay. Um, I'm gonna have this for dinner. He's gonna have this right here, and uh, Peter's gonna have this right here. And uh, who wants soup? Who wants soup? H- hands up. Who wants soup? <laughs> and then they show uh, the two brothers and they both raise their hand like he's just like <laughs> obeyingly, you know. And then um, and then later on when they finally get to meet their mom. And you get to see how much like Owen she is. She's very um, strategic and like how he schedules things. Yeah. Very strategic. And she's bossing them all around, telling them all what to do. And everybody falls in line. And then as they're in bed, she's like, um, now who wants tea or whatever she offers them right. as they're going to bed? Who wants tea? Scrambled eggs. Yeah, scr- scrambled eggs. Who wants scrambled eggs? Raise your hand. And then everybody raises their hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, Owen Wilson. That's where you got that from. See, right. that, I, I, I get why you would like that. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. But it made me so angry. Why? Because I... N- not because I, I could see it coming a mile away. Yeah. But like, it's just like, Owen Wilson said a couple times in the movie, it's like, did I, he says one time, did I race us? Mm. Kind of thing. So like, I yes. immediately knew mm. that he would be the one that the had the stronger relationship with the mother. Yeah. 
because he was trying to emulate her because he had to take care of those two brothers. Yes. So, like, I immediately knew that. Mm-hmm. So, when that happened, it didn't kind of, like, it was like, oh, that's neat. It was just kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, I hate these people. Well, why, did, why didn't you like them? What do you mean? Uh, I just don't like that type of personality. It just kind of clashes with me. Mm. Uh, so, like, I liked Owen Wilson's character because mm. he was that, but he was trying to also be a brother. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, I just didn't like the, I just didn't like that parallel. It, it, it kind of annoyed me. I don't understand. I, I don't understand that either. Okay. I'm like, I, I'll be honest with you. I just don't like that kind of character. It just, like, oh, I was angry at Owen Wilson the entire movie. Okay. <laughs> I just hate that character. O- Owen Wilson, um, yeah. surprisingly, they, we really don't know if he was in an accident or if he tried to kill himself. He's on purpose. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, earlier on, he said it was an accident. Later mm-hmm. on, he said it was on purpose. So, it's just like, you're suicidal, you know, it's yeah. just bad. But um, I think yeah. I think that was, that's what the implication was. Po- possibly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the uh, the last parallel that I that I enjoyed was Peter. Peter, the, um, who was Peter, Peter parallel with? Peter, Peter's the middle child. He was parallel with the middle child that died. Oh yeah, the they, um, kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at one point, they um they finally get thrown off the train, and we'll get to the hijinks and how that that happened. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they finally get thrown off the train, and uh, as they're walking through uh, through India, they see three uh, three brothers, um, supposedly brothers. Like we don't have, we don't really know what they are. They could just be three friends. Mm-hmm. But they they look to to parallel um, the three brothers. You know, they have they vary in age. They're probably brothers because it was the same dad. I think that was like it, 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 it looked yeah. like it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just they didn't say, but it looks like that. Yeah. But um, so they have three brothers on a raft. And um, Jason is looking at it. He was like, "That raft's gonna flip over," you know. And they all jump in the water and they save they save the boys. But um, but Peter's character, he's holding on to to the boy and holding on. But he's like so slippery, he can't pick him up there and put him on the raft to get him to safety. So he, he was tra- also tangled up. That was that yeah. was like the reason. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he tries to get on top of the the raft himself so he can like get him loose. And as soon as he does that, the raft breaks loose altogether. And they go downstream. The kid hits his head on, on rocks, presumably. And um, Peter comes up super bloody and the kid is dead. Uh, Peter is just sitting there. It's like, I couldn't save mine. I couldn't save him. And, you know, and Peter, what he's going through right now, he um, he has a wife. Or is he just engaged? Or are they married? No, he, they're married. They're married. Yeah, he, he's married, but unhappily. And uh, she's pregnant. And she'll right. be having a kid uh, within like two months, uh, six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's not thrilled about it at all. And after after you see the, the version of himself die, and that um and 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 that parallel with those three those three boys the very next scene right before the burial you get to see peter with an infant in his arms holding a small uh, indian child mm-hmm. you know and i was just like wow it's like i'm hoping that eventually like with them coming together and figuring things out about themselves that he'll be able to accept a son or a daughter or a yeah, child like he'll be able to be a dad now, you know at this at this point the um the funeral was really the turning point i feel like for all of the brothers mm-hmm. uh, being at that funeral and i like how they did the flashback yep. you know right before the funeral starts and they flash to when they're inside the uh the limousine, the limousine. yeah and i i really like that too like just purely like filmmaking technique wise that's mm. just a brilliant way to bring that this is something that's that happened already, yeah. but it didn't work out last time. Yeah. Now it's happening because these people have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it just it just looked so fucking pretty yes. to see them sitting in like a broken down car in India, mm-hmm. in like all white clothes, and then in America and like a limousine with all black clothes, trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing that they already did, yeah. failing in America, but then succeeding here in India for a stranger's funeral because mm-hmm. they didn't get to be at their dad's funeral. Yeah. So like, I feel like they needed that funeral moment. To sort of put all the grievances behind them. Yeah. I didn't get that in America, mm. but this Indian kid granted them that. And that yeah. was kind of the spiritual journey that the whole, that Owen was talking about throughout the whole movie. Mm. And I thought it was just such a sweet... I mean, I'm 
it's fucked up that it happened because the kid fucking died. Yeah. But it was such a sweet moment for these brothers to finally be able to experience what it's like to handle grief together and like start trusting each other because of it. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. I um, I guess that, oh well that well that explains a little bit I guess because being the younger brother versus being the older brother like mm -hmm. I was like living through Owen at the time of oh, it, yeah. as you were living through Jason and it's like the, with Owen it's like I was I felt so bad for him at um like kind of like on your email rant it was like why didn't they fucking read the email like oh yeah they just read the email and he's like uh, he's he cares about this thing so much and um, he just wants things to be right and he he um he tells his brother they have these peacock feathers he was like I sent you a letter did you guys read the letter and then he looks both of them in the eye and then they just kind of Yes. nod their head yeah you know and then they go out there then he was like uh, how, how did y'all go and then he was like um, the first Jason he was like well mine kind of blew towards the mountain like my feather he was like what the fuck you weren't supposed to let it go you're supposed to blow on it with your mouth and then bury it in the sand and then Peter was like well I didn't do that at all and he still <laughs> so has his yeah and they show a close up on Owen he was like I don't know what else I was supposed to do like I've tried my best yep. you know and he's like I'm trying my hardest for to make this family and it's like they don't want to help so me here's here's why I like I, I get Owen's struggle yeah and like I totally get it but here's why I didn't I didn't like it mm -hmm. I didn't or like I didn't connect with it because mm -hmm. he's doing it out of a place of guilt throughout yes. the first half of the movie yes. like it's really just guilt yes it's like fuck that died uh, I haven't seen my brothers mm -hmm. in a long time. The last time we saw each other was an argument. Yes. Let's make it together. Let's go see if let's go see mom. Maybe mm -hmm. this will bring us together. Yes. And like it was born out of guilt. Yes, it's not it born out of truth. I mean, right. and you can see that even with his his face being mashed the fuck up mm -hmm. because the um he's very compulsive. He does he does things out of impulse, and they, you see the same thing with his mother. Uh, something happens, and then she just up. Oh, I'm moving to India. Up. Oh, I'm a nun. Up. Right. Oh, I'm doing this thing over here, and then with him it's just like up. Oh, something bad happens. Up. Oh, I'm gonna go kill myself. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do this. They're both very very compulsive people mm -hmm. so it's like not identifying with them and saying i like these people but it's just like i understand yeah no you know, you, that's the know. thing I, I totally understand yeah. what they are yeah. like I, I totally get it i just uh, I, I just couldn't connect with hmm? I, I couldn't connect with owen wilson i could connect with peter and hmm. wanting to like because he's figuring out what it means to be happy for him yeah and i could connect with jack a lot on in terms of like trying to avoid situations you don't want to be in yeah. and like trying to get over past shit mm. and like, like that's my 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 other my second favorite thing about this movie apart from all the writing and dialogue yes was that um these people started with their own individual issues and throughout the movie mm. every time one left the screen the other one would tell one of their issues to the someone don't tell say, the other don't tell the other one yeah uh like uh brody told uh or peter tor told jack yeah. i'm having a kid in six months don't mm -hmm. tell francis yeah. and then like as soon as the secrets start getting revealed you start realizing that they they don't trust each other yes. at all because no. they don't know what they're going to do uh francis takes uh, jack's passport mm -hmm. and then they just really it's, a, it's they're disconnected distrustful of each other and after the burial they start sort of trusting each other with the little secrets and yes. like any brody buys a thing for his kid and he mm -hmm. goes like oh this is for my kid yep. uh schwartz uh, or i don't know why i keep messing up the actor's name jack, character. jack mm -hmm. uh they said like don't call your girlfriend uh you don't need her anymore yep. and then he starts and they sort of start adopting each other yeah. into their own lives and they start learning about each other and trusting each other yeah. and at the end you get a really nice payoff when he tries to hire brandon back and then jack checks his girlfriend's email mm -hmm. uh, at voicemails again and 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 then Brody calls Alice about the kid, and then they are just gonna sit together and they have this conclusion, where it's just kind of like, well, fuck, I guess I'm not I'm not going to Italy. I'm gonna be a dad, mm -hmm. and I'm going back home. Yeah. Uh, for Jack. Yeah. And I, for me, it just felt so satisfying to see all of the issues that they had at the beginning, being solved 
slowly but surely just by having being able to be brothers. There was a, oh, there's three uh, scenes that it's like mm-hmm. I, that the brothers were the closest for me. What I what I was like that's fucking brotherhood for me. It's like mm-hmm. the uh, one of them was the passport situation because we had that earlier on. Well, did you steal my fucking passport? Well, you know <laughs> I just feel like it would be safer with me and um, the older brother ordering everyone's food and being in control of everything. And the younger brothers, especially Peter, he was like, you know what? How about you don't order my own food? He was like, well, what, what do you mean? He's like, I like to order for myself. You know, how about that? And then uh, later on, later in the movie, you get um, the passports and you see that Owen Wilson has both of their passports and they gave him the passports like willingly, like, no, we think it's just safer with you. Right. You know, and it's just like, okay, now we're and and I was like, I really like that. You know, the brothers coming together and and bonding. uh, Number one. And that's that's more of a a heartfelt moment. Mm -hmm. These other two, not so much. (laughs) Um, The the, the first one or the second one is uh, the train. They finally get kicked off the train. It's nighttime and uh, they're all they're all standing there. And then the uh, the Indian waitress, uh, she looks out the window and uh, Jason is like, did you get maced too? Because they get kicked the mace thing. And she's like, no, I'm crying. You know, she was upset that he had to leave. They share a moment for a second. And then the boyfriend peeks his head out out of the window and she peeks her head back inside. And then Peter, the middle brother, picks up a rock and slings that shit at his head. Not <laughs> not the youngest brother, like the one that you would think would do that because, you know, yada, yada. Yeah, because of the relationship. The relationship, the middle brother stands up for that. She was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Picks up a rock and slings it. <laughs> then immediately the other two brothers join in and start picking up rocks and, and slinging it. Like nothing said at all. Yeah. Just immediately we're together doing this. The um, the other moment, which, which was probably the best for me, is um, when they're trying to get the dad's car. And the, the car isn't working. And uh, Adrian Brody, he's just like, I need it. I need it. He's just ridiculous with it. The car is not ready, but he's in he another place. He wants it. Place. He's frantic. Yeah, he's neurotic he is, about yes, it. Yes, he's in another place. The same way that you've seen later on, he's taking all of his dad's belongings. Mm-hmm. He was just like, it was something that he needed. So um, they put him inside the car, and they started pushing the, the car out of the garage, you know, not even working, just pushing it out. They get into the middle of the street, and they're about to be T-boned by a truck. Like, big, super big truck getting ran the fuck over. And they're in the wrong, pushing their car. <laughs> out there Adrian Brody looks over at the big ass truck and was like hey watch where you're going <laughs> you know and the guy he gets out of the car was like what you fucking kidding me <laughs> then the youngest brother steps up he was like hey no we're not kidding you oh and Wilson steps up get back in your fucking car <laughs> no get back and, and then they showed that they, they they cut back to show mm-hmm. all three brothers just like in a line just standing there like together yep. and they're completely wrong in this scenario but it doesn't matter like they're together and you know they, they they're together but those those two moments uh, say another thing it's like these brothers are only together when they're angry <laughs> Up until those two scenes, the passport scene. Uh, that, that's what was like. The, well, that, that was yeah. That, that's that's like the culmination of it. Right. Like, so the first the first two times, it was like those are the angry times where it's mm-hmm. not going to be the heartfelt moment where it's legit and real. Right. The uh, the passport moment at the end is like okay, this is real. We don't need the anger and the hatred. It's like right. we trust and we love each other now. And it's just it was a culmination of all those things. That's, and I, I mean, it, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was kind mm-hmm. of like the first two, like these characters are angry and that's how they're together. But mm-hmm. then they join and they like, yep. realize that they don't need that anger. No, yeah. Uh, and I, I it, it, it really is a heartwarming film mm. in like such a weird way. Mm. I, like, I don't think it's, a tr- like, I wouldn't describe it as a feel-good movie. Mm. I would describe it as just like a realistic relationship movie. Mm. Uh, like, like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a younger brother and I, like, I have a brother and sometimes we don't know how to interact with each other. Sometimes. How, how many years are you guys apart? Ten. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's your age, mm. actually. Uh, so like, 
I, having having been able to experience that, and mm. it's like don't know how to interact with a brother, and mm. then seeing all these three brothers trying to figure out how to interact with each other yeah. while they were on a train, it it really like I connected with that, and the movie hit me, yeah. and like a, a, probably a lot harder than it would hit people that haven't experienced that. Yeah. And so like I understood immediately from the get go, I understood what this movie was about, yeah. and I appreciated it. So fucking much. I mean, it it's, was beautiful. It's, it's a different thing for me. It's like it was a shock value thing more so than understanding like um, like the way that the youngest brother, like me, I'm the older, I, I'm, I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Mm -hmm. So it's like I don't really think too much about their relationship with each other. It's, you know, my relationship with the both of them. You know, right. I'm on top of both of them. So it's, um, it was just weird seeing the relationship that the two middle brothers had outside of the older brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was fascinating. Yeah. It was just brilliant writing. Yeah. Uh, can I, I, I want to give a shout out to Wes Anderson's use of Zoom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wes Anderson is the one filmmaker that I know that can use a zoom and be uh, dramatic and funny and not be cheesy with it. Like there are so many fucking like quick zooms in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they like like a the the belt scene where like Eddie yes. Brody throws. It's just yes. like it's like a it's like a medium shot on Owen Wilson, and then when he gets angry, it's just fucking quick zoom on his face. Mm. And it's it's so funny. It really is so funny to you like cause zooms. No one uses zooms anymore, mm. man. It's a, kind of a lost art. <laughs> It seems they're funny. Sure. And, oh, yeah. and Wes Anderson uses them to their full effect. It's yeah. just like, and the pan, lots, uh, pans. lots of pans. Mm -hmm. When, uh, that's what I say about, like a lesser director would just cut. Because mm -hmm. it's easier to cut and do that setup again or do another setup mm -hmm. than it is to like just pan and have three setups first thing. Yeah. And uh, I, Wes Anderson, I just appreciated that he like put the camera in a center position and like he composited four frames and just joined them together by panning. And mm -hmm. you felt the relationship between all four frames because they're not disconnected by an edit. Mm. And I, I just fucking love that technicality from Wes Anderson. And it's not the first time he's done it. He does it quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but it just, it adds to kind of like this surrealist kind of like you're in the movie, like you're watching this thing happen because there's no disconnect from editing. It's just er, things are panning, things are moving, things are rotating. You get it. And yeah. it, it, it's intuitive. And I love that. I fucking love that. I love the uh, the letter that their mom sent to him. She was like, um, unfortunately, this isn't a good time and I won't be able to receive you as there is a man-eating tiger <laughs> in the village. And they're reading it and they're just like, what the That's fuck? Bullshit. Yeah, this is complete bullshit. Man-eating tiger, like, shut the fuck up, mom. <laughs> you know? And they, they think the mom doesn't want to see them, you know, and she's just like pushing them away even further. Uh, they finally get there and then there's like, um, it was like what, what, you, she was speaking in Indian to the guy that, uh, is that is that a language, Indian? That's, yeah. Is it? You can in Hindu. 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 Would okay. Be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hindu. Yeah. yeah. Like can't speak American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were. They were. They were speaking Hindu. It's like, what, what are you saying to him? It was like I told him to put his uh, his camels away because there's a man-eating tiger. You know, not too far away. He was like, what the fuck? He's like, do you think that's bullshit? And then points <laughs> to the ground of the, the paw prints. He was like, yeah. Um. One of one of uh sister Mary's brother was eaten. Was <laughs> like, Brody laughs? <laughs> yes. It's not a joke. <laughs> Yeah. That was a that was a pretty great moment. Yeah, like, I I want to before we close because we're right at the end. I just want to say, Adrian Brody mm. is such an underrated actor in my opinion. Mm. Like I fucking love Adrian Brody in almost any every movie he's been in. I can name one. Yeah. Movie. The only exception is The Village that I don't like him in. I can't think of three movies with him. He was like, in The uh, Pianist. Was that the one where uh, he's like a World War uh, thing? No, nah, I don't know. He was a. Well, I, I know that he was in success, not successful movie. He was in a Terminator movie, I think, at oh, one point. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. um, but he was in the, I forget the name of the movie, 
But he plays a substitute teacher that uh, goes to a high school that's like a, that's small in the movie. Mm. Uh, he plays a substitute teacher, goes to a high school. It's a really dramatic and cool movie. I gotta I gotta find the name. I'll think of it. Uh, he he does that. He was in the, he was in this movie. He does a couple of like he's always done like really small kind of indie roles, mm. and I just like. I fucking love him. Like, I, he's done a lot of movies. I don't know all the names. But he, I fucking love whenever he shows up in a movie. Okay. Because he's just got kind of like this lovely, just like, he looks good and he sounds good. And, like, his mannerisms are fucking great. Mm. And I just, I think I have a crush on Adrian Brody is what I'm saying. And that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Fuck yeah, Adrian Brody. Get that ass. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's all right. I think yeah. he was my least favorite in really? the movie as an actor. Like, I've, I've seen him. Only, only reason why is because I feel like he's... A very good actor mm-hmm. and not a very good natural actor okay that makes sense you, you know what i'm saying it's like i feel like every every time that he's on screen all of this is very contrived and rehearsed and thought about and it looks very good but there aren't any like i don't think that he's the type of person that could improv a line okay. or could um you know like somebody like a jack nicholson where you just put the camera on him and then you'll get something you might be right you know uh, I, I think my admiration for brody comes from like i just want to be like Brody, mm. like that kind of like blase, just attitude. Mm. It's just so fucking cool for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one scene. My uh, there was one scene that I liked where I couldn't tell if if they wrote that in or not. Mm-hmm. And the, here here it goes. It says towards the end, and you have all three brothers. They're they're sitting there and and they're sitting right with each other, and the camera's facing directly at them. And you have uh, Peter to the far left, Jason in the middle, and um, Owen on the window seat. Mm-hmm. And then they show they show the two brothers. They show um, Peter, Peter and Jack. They they stare at each other for about mm-hmm. five seconds, like staring directly in each other's eyes, just staring at each other, and just kind of like an acknowledgement. And then the middle brother, Jason, he turns to look at his uh, at Owen, who's mm-hmm. at the window seat right beside him. Owen turns to look at him for a second, but doesn't make eye contact, and then turns his head back the other way. Oh, wow. You know, and, and, and it was like, I, I'm like, for those 15 seconds that that is happening, mm-hmm. I'm like, if you wrote that into the script, then cool. But if Adrian Brody and, you know, these three characters were able to convey that you know those 15 seconds were so telling for me about the relationship right you know but, you that's know. that's that's where this movie shines mm-hmm. really it's in those 15 seconds yeah. it's in those sideways glances mm-hmm. and weird mannerisms yeah that's where this movie really 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 shines mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't know i i think it was it's one of the best movies that i've seen in a long time whoa yeah all right. Um, not necessarily because it's a better movie than all the great movies that I've seen in a long time. Okay. But it was a movie that made me feel a lot more than a lot of the movies that I've seen okay. recently. And it, I, I, I genuinely love this movie. I, I would I would give it a solid 9 out of 10. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go 7.9. 7.9. And I still, I still think this is a really good movie, but it's like I can't imagine being in like it's not a conversational piece no like the next the next time i go to a party or something like that I say have you ever have you seen any good movies i'm not gonna say this <laughs> you know because i mean it's, it's it's good but it's like no none of nobody's gonna watch it that i, I yeah. believe and and there's actually an, an essayist that does videos on youtube that said the same thing yeah. like he was a film student in film school people yeah. would ask what their favorite wes anderson movie was and he would be the only one that would say darjeeling limited yeah, yeah. because people didn't know how to talk about that movie yes uh, yeah. So like I, I get it. It's yeah. just a fucking good movie. It is. It is. <laughs> it, it's like it, it's for, for those people that um if you if you've been out of work for the past five years and you sit around and you watch television and movies all day mm-hmm. to where you've just absorbed so much content, then yes, you have the right kind of capacity to 
uh, take in a movie like this or if you're somebody like a film student you know yeah. somebody that's in the industry that has absorbed enough material that can appreciate something like this but I just wouldn't see the average person being able to watch Transformers and like that and then and like, be able like to watch Darjeeling Limited yeah, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely a disconnect between the audiences. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I think this is one of those movies that if people give it a chance and mm. they go and they, they look a little past the the premise, or mm. a little past the, the, the ideal or like the, the initial thought that yeah. they have, yeah. it can be a really good movie for people that that do enjoy movies can, like Transformers. Yeah. It yeah. can be. I just got to give it a chance. I don't believe yeah. in those fuckers, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we are going to cut, play the little music, and come back to movie and television premieres. Yeah, yeah. Shit, still recording. Stop. Stop. Did they hear me say that part about those fuckers that I don't believe in when I was talking <laughs> shit? I believe they did. Oh, fuck. And welcome back to the television and movie premieres, but... I, I wonder how many... How, how how far and wide would you have to go to be able to get a discussion about Darjeeling Limited? What do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering because I haven't... I hadn't really heard of that movie before we talked about it just now. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to imagine there's not like 30 places on the internet where you can go to get people talking about Darjeeling Limited. Oh, go to Reddit. You'll find... 50 threads about it. I mean, reading it, sure. Oh, oh you're t- you mean like actual talking? Like, yeah. Eh. You know, it, I mean, it's just like, I mean, regardless of, I think, I think we'll have the market cornered on, <laughs> on Dargy Limited uh, podcast. We may have the market cornered on that. We may, do, we may, we may. You know? I, I, I feel like it's one of those movies that just like slips under people's radars, even yeah. when people talk about it. Like, I'm sure like there's been like 500 other people that have talked about it. I'm, yeah, I think we're going to be very happy about this in like um, seven or eight years when, <laughs> yeah. when, they're, when they're talking about the movies that nobody ever talks about. <laughs> and they're going to be like, bitch, we talked about that shit five years we ago. Way did it. Ben did it. <laughs> ben did it. <laughs> ben since had did that. <laughs> <laughs> At least they won't be quoting us on our use of grammar. <laughs> With um, uh, see, <laughs> this week in television and movies from uh, Tuesday, January the twenty fourth through Monday, January the thirtieth. Uh, first thing is a uh, the new edition story. It's a, a mini series. It's a drama musical on BET. It's a three night, six hour mini series chronicling the rise of the R and B outfit New Edition. Nice. Um, so it's two hours a night. Uh, three night, six hour mini series. Yeah. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's ambitious. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's BET. I mean it's um mm. it's, it's new edition. So I mean every black person between the age of twenty five and sixty is probably going to watch this. Have That's you ever heard of that group, New Edition? Um, they had the, the song Candy Girl, Mister Telephone Man. There's something wrong with my line. They uh, popularly had a guy named Bobby Brown. Mm-mm. Bobby Brown? Mm-mm. Whitney Houston? No, Whitney Houston, I know. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bobby Brown, he was the uh, the lead singer of New Edition when he was a kid. Okay. He grew up and became the uh, the Justin Timberlake of New Edition and had his really, really big career as Bobby Brown. Then he got into drugs hardcore. Then he married Whitney Houston. And then, oh. yeah, then all of that. But, okay. um, but uh, the New Edition story, that's going to be on BET. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be humongous. May watch that, may not. But um, you'll have your time to on Tuesday, January the 24th. Another show that that was a good way to fucking end that, but yeah. you'll have your time. You'll too. have your time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, another one that, that I, I marked up on here just for uh, because of you, Brian. Actually, mm-hmm. you've been showing me some pictures of women that are tatted up. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't like typically into like tattooed women. Oh, that's great. I'm into that now, though. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of pictures of stuff that I like. 
And uh, there's a show coming out Tuesday, January 24th called Tattoo Girls. Nice. It's a drama on WG. Oh, nope. It's a reality show on uh, TLC. Oh, yeah. I was going to drama on Tattoo drama. What the fuck? Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reality show on TLC at 10 p.m. Nice. So, I mean, I guess girls and tattoos. So Yeah, and that, sh- that shit's great. Girls yeah. and tattoos on like a, like alternative uh, style. Just, mm. Mm. Hell yeah. Looks great. Would you prefer girls with tattoos or girls with piercings? Uh, I don't really care. Mm. Yeah. I don't really prefer anything. Just they look nice. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, they do. I don't know. I think I think my I might draw a faster line with piercings than I would with tattoos. Oh, I don't care. Like you could um you can have a lot of body tattoos mm-hmm. everywhere, but if like you have your eye uh your your eyelid pierced, mm-hmm. eyebrow three in your no, I'm talking about your eyelid. Oh, your people pierce their eyelids. You look at pictures, man. They have okay. weird p- pictures. It's weird stuff, man. It's just like I, I think the the piercings may turn me off before the tattoos. That makes sense. If they were like in odd places, like mm-hmm. I've seen them in their cheeks, I've seen them in eyelids, nose, mouth, lip, brow, ear. Uh, maybe one of you know, but it, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I uh, see my my reasoning with that is that I like I don't like that's kind of their choice, mm-hmm. kind of their problem. Yeah, it's just like if I like them, I guess I just uh, I don't know. I like them. What do you mean? Like if I like the person and they like piercings, but I'm not oh. super into piercings. So you could you could you could presumably like get with someone. So it's not like a uh, physical thing so much. No, it's not, like if I like the person and they're super into piercings, and some of the piercings turn me off. Mm. Really, not my fucking problem. Mm. So like whatever, it's her problem. She does whatever she wants. No, I mean, I'm just kind of like her. But, so. but that, that, is, that doesn't ruin your attractiveness to them, though? Not necessarily. Hmm. If the person's, like, cool, the person's fucking cool, the person's fucking cool. I mean, they can be cool, but yeah. it's just like, all right, um, an example, my, my, my first stint in college that I fucked up and failed out, failed out of yeah. at uh, North Carolina A&T, uh, as I, I was a freshman, and there was this girl that I clicked it off with hardcore, like, soulmate type of clicked off. Like, mm-hmm. she was amazing, but she was um, thoroughly unattractive. Right. You know, and at the time, I was coming off the thing to where I had lost, like, 50 or 60 pounds, and mm-hmm. I was, like, cut up. Like, I was that guy, 6'3", 8-pack, like, looking good as shit. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I could take have whoever I wanted, but my personality was still stuck in that person that didn't have friends and was lonely all the time and sitting in that darkness or whatever, and that's where she was, you know? That's mm-hmm. the person she was. So we identify with each other mentally, but not physically. Right. You know, so it's like the thing was, it's like I wasn't able to engage with her physically because I wasn't attracted to her physically, yeah. you know. So that's why, I was, that's why I was saying with you was like the that wouldn't have mattered to you. you know? I mean, it, it, again, it's contextual with mm-hmm. everything. But like there's a point where like if I'm not, if I'm not attracted, I'm not attracted. Yeah. But and then that happens. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But there's a point where. Like shit doesn't bother me. Mm. Like, like I, I, that, there's not specific things that would make me not attracted to a person. Mm. It's just whether if I, if I happen to be or happen not to be. Yeah. There's not a thing that makes me go like I'm not attracted. There's not. There, yeah. They, yeah. You saying there can't be one specific thing. Right. That's, 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 that's usually cool. a, there's usually a lot of factors that kind of like what I find a person attractive. Yeah. And like, sure, uh, it, it, it'll happen. But yeah. I don't have like a list of things that I immediately find unattractive or mm. know that I find unattractive. Yeah. Because, I don't know, shit works differently on different people, man. It can. Like, someone with a lip piercing will look gross, but then the lady next to her looks amazing with the same goddamn lip she piercing. She could. It's, you know, it's... It dep- I, think, I think a lot of it is personality-based. Mm. I think if the personality matches the look, mm. it's fine. Okay. Usually doesn't care. I feel like the, the, one, the only times where I'm not attracted to people is when personality 
has a, a clear disconnect mm. with the appearance of the appearance of the person. Yeah, that that fucks me up. That's Fox the only up. thing that would fuck me up. Really. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is uh, Tattoo Girls. That's gonna Relationship be, <laughs> talk with Brian. <laughs> That's going to be on uh, Tuesday, January the 24th. Uh, the next show is going to be The Magicians. That's going to yeah. be Wednesday, January the 25th. I watched three seasons of that, the first season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was fun. Is it like, it's on, it's on a sci-fi channel. I mean, it, is it science-y? No. No. That's magic. So it's just magic then. It's, it's mad. They, they take like a modern spin on it, so I sound like it's like, Spooky, scary, spooky, scary, magic, yeah. but okay. it's like, you know, it's it's, it's magic. <laughs> okay, that's the magicians. It's going to be Wednesday, January the twenty fifth. A drama fantasy on the Sci Fi at nine p.m. Uh, same day is going to be uh, Suits. The show Suits. Is that still fucking going on? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! I mean, Procedural crime sh- crime shows are the fucking thing you want to be in if you work in the telly industry. You, that's a right. fucking fifteen year contract. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, suits it's a drama it's on usa it's at uh 10 p.m i like this show starting out i mean the, i haven't seen it i just know it's been going on for ages season one two and three i mean the premise is you have a um a guy that's super duper duper intelligent you know more so than everybody that's around him he forges a um a harvard law degree to get into a uh, a business company and then eventually the person that he works for finds out and then begins to blackmail him as they're in the company to get him fired and yada 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 huh. and then you know the younger person finds out some stuff about his boss and now he's going to blackmail him but now they both have information on each other to get each other fired so now they're friends <laughs> you know so um fuck. yeah it's like Russia and the US in the cold war <laughs> yeah. we have nukes we have nukes fuck yeah but, um, <laughs> it, yeah but I haven't. They're probably in like season five or six by now. We all season two. Season five or six? I think they're in like season like seven. Maybe so. It was yeah. I've, I've, I've seen since season two. But yeah. Uh, but that's Wednesday, January the twenty fifth on USA at ten p.m. Um, you know, you know, there's just shows like that. Did you ever watch the show Mr. Robot on USA? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, I can't. It's so many shows, man. Uh, that's one show that I would like to watch. But again, yeah, yeah. it's just too many. It's a lot of shows. Too many. Like I want to watch that too. It's just a lot of shows. Um, next show is gonna be Friday, January the twenty seventh. I boy. We seen that. Trailer oh yeah, together. we see that trailer. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. That actually seemed fun. I think I think it would too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I <laughs> we read a comment. I really hate the fact that it's called Eye Boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I, I forgot what uh what, what he has. It's just like like, <laughs> like television Timmy or <laughs> Timmy. Like, Timmy. Yeah. It was a uh, 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 the show looks fine. It looks like a. Have you you watch Office right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, Vincent. Talk, yeah. Yeah, the autistic kid mm-hmm. that could see. I, it's like that, mm-hmm. but on steroids. Yeah, and it looks it looks fucking cool. It, it just is. it looks really fun. It also it has um the uh, the lady the girl that plays uh, the main lead girl I guess her name is uh, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what her real name is in real life, oh, but uh, Arya Stark she's freaking awesome. She'll be in that, so I'm watching that for that if nothing else. Nice. And it's like a science fiction thing thriller, so you know. If yeah, you're into I like that. science fiction. I like science fiction a lot, but some, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's executed so poorly. Yeah. Oh, we have to get ready for the downfall of Netflix, by the way. Oh, what the fuck? We have to get ready for that. Uh, 2016, I believe that was our golden time. 2015, 2016, our, yeah. golden, 20, um, our golden Netflix. Golden year. Netflix has said that they're trying to get uh, more original content in yes. and not on, um, you know, because it's costing so much to have other people's not content. Not on like on a thing. shitload of licenses. Yeah, so they've been getting rid of a lot of their licenses and they've um, they put two more billion dollars towards uh, making their own original content, mm-hmm. but they're going to be making three times as much original content as before. Right. So it's like, in, in one aspect, it looks good because you're spending so much more money, so you think you're going to get a better product, but you're splitting you that money up in between three times the amount of products. Yeah, they, they got a couple of 
original like it's not like they have like three licenses for original mm. content they have like 15 or 20 yeah 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 oh i mean for um on netflix yeah or oh, more than that on netflix originals yeah like 60 well but some of the but some of the netflix originals are just oh, through, uh, are uh, just through licensing owning so like mm. they say netflix original like, but like netflix didn't produce them yeah, yeah peaky blinders bbc and then netflix yeah right yeah i like what you're saying um but yeah that's gonna be insane it's yes. gonna be a lot yeah so, i mean two billion dollars is also a lot of money yeah i mean they, they they're adding it too but it's just like you're not spending the same amount of resources. It's like when we were talking about Walking Dead or a show called Veep. It's like as soon as a show gets really, really good, then we're like, oh, the well, we can start cutting this budget <laughs> and allocating some of the money other places because this is already doing so well yeah, anyway. because they got the fan loyalty. Already. Yes, and that's what that's what's happened with Netflix, and I am just want to call it early. We're at the beginning of the end of Netflix. I feel I- like... I, I think I'm agreeing with you. You know, I think I'm agreeing with you. And it's like I'm not saying like Netflix is about to go under and you know lose all their money. I'm just saying it's gonna it's becoming the status quo, the okay. norm, the the cable television, the television that we're getting uh, away from. That's what Netflix is gonna be becoming. I mean, the, it's, the it's really sad because I, I like I find myself watching less and less Netflix every day. Yeah. And and you know and that's I thought that was just like my watching habit, mm. but it's true that I mean they have been getting rid of licenses. Yeah. The one thing that I would love to see Netflix tackle would be the things they do with the Chelsea episodes, mm. the talk show. Yes. Like release stuff on a weekly schedule that keeps me coming back to your platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, get get fan favorites. You know, give give Greg Ferguson a show or do something like that. Mm. Do something of that nature, like a weekly news show mm. in the industry, something like that. Netflix could have a real tackle in that weekly streaming Definitely format. So. Um, like Hulu does it but Hulu does it like normal television Mm. Netflix offers it kind of like hey this is the thing every week on the episode we upload one fucking go watch it like I would love to see Netflix tackle that market a lot more because I feel like it's a fresher market Mm. and it could and it could really like living up the the television format like we could we could revamp the television format into a streaming platform mm. and that would make them so much money <laughs> i mean it's there's a um an, there's another thing with them that it's like i don't necessarily know what i want here because one side of me with the way that like say orange is the new black mm-hmm. and then you'll get the entire season and you can binge that entire season in 24 hours if you want right. to you know but at one part of me is saying don't monitor me. Don't tell me how to watch my show. If I want to watch one a week, then I can. If I want to watch one every, all of them in one day, then I can. So I love that you give me the ability to do that. Right. But the thing that it takes away from is, is like the ability to engage with other people about the show. Mm-hmm. So now it's like if you put out Orange is the New Black and be like, okay, now you have episode one, then for that entire week, I get to have conversations with people about episode Orange is the New Black, episode one. Uh, uh, as opposed to it came out on Monday and then on Tuesday when I go to work, there's one aspect that's seen every single episode so he can't talk to me about anything because I've Usually, only seen two episodes you're the asshole no, no, watches every single nine episode nine times out of the ten I am that asshole <laughs> <laughs> who's seen it already uh, yeah. but he- here's the thing like yeah. what you s- that's very true like yeah. it limits the way you watch a show yeah and I don't uh, maybe I don't want it to be done with tele- with like that type of content mm-hmm. like fictional content I'm fine with it being bingy yeah. or bingeable mm-hmm. but the like I- I'm curious to see like if they had a news format, if they had mm-hmm. This Week in Entertainment or something like that, yeah. like those kind of formats could be cool because that's what I spend a lot of my time watching. Yeah. I spend like a lot of my time watching like video essays and like This Week in the News Industry and like mm. the Games Industry. Yeah. So like those kind of shows that are a little bit more informative could really use a weekly format on Netflix, mm. have a new platform and bring in people that are already making that content into your platform. And like that would be amazing. I think, I think if they were to tackle into the sort of the video essay crowd uh, mm. of YouTube and that people that are making that money that way. And then we're just like, listen, we're offering you, uh, a, a, give us a 20-minute piece on whatever topic every week for six weeks. Mm. And, I mean, 
fucking blow up. I mean, it'd be brilliant. I think you might be on to something. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, <whoa. laughs> Netflix. I expect my check in the mail by yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, anyway, so fucking going. Wow. No, that's that's you're on. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, the uh, the the last last uh, show is gonna be on Monday, January the thirtieth, Adventure Time Islands. You ever see that show? Um, I seen Adventure Time. Adventure Time, no, your friends. No. I, 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 I like the dog. Adventure Time. John DiMaggio. Uh, it was a dog. Yeah, he uh, plays Bender <laughs> on, uh, on Futurama. He also plays uh, Marcus Phoenix in Gears of War. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. Dom! <laughs> he's fucking great. Hell yeah. He's an awesome voice actor. He is. Um, yeah, that's Adventure Time Islands. It's going to be Monday, January the 30th, uh, Cartoon Network, 7.30 p.m. Nice. Uh, that's it for television and movies this week. Let's see what we got here. It doesn't look like we have a lot. Uh, not a super lot. Uh, first, uh, The Salesman. Uh, the Salesman is PG-13. It has runs for 125 minutes. It's a drama thriller, a 75 out of a 100 meta score. Uh, it says The Salesman is a story of a couple whose relationship begins to turn sour during their performance of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman. Okay. So this is going to get pretty meta as well. <laughs> There's a lot of that happening lately. Yeah. Um, the next thing, well, is there anybody in there we know? Um, nah. No. All right. Uh, the next thing is going to be gold. Uh, gold is rated R. It is a 121 minute runtime. It's an adventure drama thriller. Meta score of 51 out of 100. Uh, breakdown is a unlikely. 50, sorry, 51 out of 100. 51 out of 100. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the meta score. I mean, it's a, an unlikely pair venture to Indonesia to an Indonesian jungle in search of gold. Ugh. Um, the director is uh, Stephen Gagan, and it stars Matthew McConaughey. So it's like a shitty El Dorado. I mean, that's shitty something, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next thing is going to be Resident Evil, the final chapter. I'm so done. I'm yeah? so I love those movies, mm-hmm. but I love to. I, I would never go to a theater to watch that movie. Nope. You have to, like, that movie mm-hmm. is like a movie when you, like, sit with your friends, and it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's, like, fucking one in the morning, and neither of you can sleep. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck it, we're watching Resident Evil, and then you watch it, and then you laugh at how fucking stupid that whole movie is. I believe, uh, even, like, and I agree these movies yeah. are stupid at this point. Like, I, I was, I love the first one. First one was one. great. I first one was amazing. First one. And I believe, like, we were talking about um, World of Warcraft and Assassin's Creed, this mm-hmm. has to be the best video game turned into a movie. It has to be the most successful video game turned into a movie. I mean, what, 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 is, what would you say is the best? Uh, I mean, I guess it, I, 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 Resident Evil One was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You know, so I can't think yeah. of any movie that came out from a video game and then it was like, yeah, like that started. Hey, well, Halo has a pretty good, pretty good. Netflix made a Halo Tomo- thing that was pretty good. Um, oh Forward no, Dawn. no, that is good. Yeah. No, that that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, you're right. For, I think that's Forward Unto Dawn might be the best example that I can think of. But, yeah. The most successful franchise has definitely been Resident Evil. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, and especially for um theatrical release, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. Uh, Resident Evil it has a 106 minute runtime, an action horror uh, sci-fi thriller, uh, picking up immediately after the events in Resident Evil Retributions. Uh, Alice is the only survivor of what was meant to be humanity's final stage against the undead. Now she must return where the nightmare began, the hive in Raccoon City, where the Umbrella Corporation is gathering its forces for its final strike against the only remaining survivors of the apocalypse. Uh, Paul W. S. Anderson is uh, directing this. What, does he direct every one of those movies? He sounds familiar. I'm not sure about that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing that. I still haven't seen Rogue One. 
You know? Oh, he he directed Rogue One. Okay. He did? Uh, oh, I thought... Was no, that, no, 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 no. No, you were saying, um, I'm, not, I'm not gonna see that movie. Like, I still haven't seen Rogue One. Oh, uh, that's, that's a good movie. That's, mm. uh, I, I was unimpressed by it, but it was pretty good. Yeah, it's like, I can't I can't go see any of these other movies until I see Rogue One. Mm. Uh, what the fuck was this name? Paul was uh, what? Paul W.S. Anderson. Pandolia. Paul W. Uh, I, ha- I had a lot of problems with, with Rogue One. Um, he wrote Death Race. Death Race. Oh, Death Race was cool. Yeah. I like Death Race. He's also he also wrote for Alien vs. Predator. Wrote the Resident Evil. Uh, he produced. He married Pompeii. Mm. Man, his whole filmography is just like weird B movies. Mm. Uh, yeah, nah. He he made a Dead or Alive movie. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Anyway, uh, thank you all for watching. This yeah. has been an episode of Darjeeling Unlimited. Uh, oh. yeah. You know what today is, don't you? Oh, today's the, f- the year. Today's the year. <laughs> a one-year anniversary. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, so we're going out to a fancy dinner and then, you know, hanging I'm, out. I mean, how about, how about just like a quick handy so yeah, I can get yeah, about quick my handy. business, you know? It's just like... Just like... Uh, uh, like a jerk and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one year. One year. <laughs> one fucking year. Yeah. It's been crazy. It's crazy. Um, it, it, I mean... Everyone, like, every episode that we make gets at least, like, people listen, like, 20 people or something listen to it sure. at least every time. Mm. And it, 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 it's kind of, it's a little surreal. It's mm. a small number for most people, but for me, it's a little surreal. Because it means that uh, I'm, I'm, an amount of people care. Mm. And as long as an amount of people care, I feel like we can keep growing that number. And, and it's, it's, it's just genuinely awesome that we have supporters from the very beginning. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think initially they, that's what it was too, just trying to grow. And I still want to grow this as yeah. much as possible. But the biggest thing that I'm seeing that's growing and what I'm getting the most out of mm-hmm. is like our relationship. Yeah. It's just being able to see it documented and be able to hear the report that we have from episode one <laughs> to, now. To, to now and just how that translates in, into real life. You know, like in 20 years from now, when there's no such thing as podcasts or, you know what I'm saying? And nobody, <laughs> it's all fucking holocast. Yeah. And nobody gives a fuck about any of this. And this is long forgotten. It's like, we'll still have like the memories of it yeah. and the conversations. It's uh, like, I think you said it best. We were talking about it uh, a long time ago through text. And I yeah. said like, if someone were to make a documentary about this podcasting, yeah. it would be about the friendship. Yeah. That, that was me that said that. Yeah. No, that's what I said. What the fuck? I said, that's what you said. I, I said, said that? Yeah. You said that I said that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I said. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. said it was I'm you sorry, that nope. said this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I fucked Fuck up. You. I fucked up. Fuck you. I fucked up. <laughs> no, I fucked up. <laughs> it was me. I fucked that up, guys. <laughs> How does it feel to be on the flip side of that? Yes. It's like, fuck that up. I time. needed that credit. I needed the credit so bad that I had to go out there on the limb. And grab it when I was being handed we, to you. Yes, he was trying to hand it to me. And I was like, no, it's mine. It's mine. But yeah, the, definitely, like, the, the best thing that's come out of this is having that, that growing that rapport and, yes. like, getting, you know, to, to be friends. Because yeah. we were, I mean, we were just acquaintances and we started this. Yeah, and now we're yeah. friends. It's, Hell yeah. It's very brilliant. Yeah. It's been a year, and, and thank you guys for, like, the support that you've given all the people that have come in the show and talk to us during this whole year and, and oh, been our guest run it down i mean let's who, who have we had on the show we've had uh lauren we've had daniela lauren caluque lauren caluque daniela um Oresti. daniela Oresti. daniela shout out shout <laughs> out oh the shout out segment guys <laughs> shout out i'll allow it shout this out. time shout out <laughs> uh yeah no the, the first year was 
It was a little fucking crazy. We had Lauren come in for a couple of episodes. And Lauren, all right. Uh, and I and we had uh, Jonathan come in for a shitload of episodes. Shout out Jonathan Smathers. Um, I think he's been the, the guest that's come in the most. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan's a uh, honorary member. Really. Yeah, I think I so. Mean, it's like, uh, yeah, he's been here like eight, eight episodes. I think so. You know, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's been, been here. He showed up a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's definitely part of us. Oh yeah. Uh, Jonathan, Lauren, Daniela oh, yeah. came through. Uh, and then she came through with the pictures. Oh that, yeah, Danielle, appreciate you again yeah. for that. That was awesome. That that was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we came. Uh, Sage came in. Oh, Sage, yes, Sage Cofield, Swiss Army man. Yeah. Uh, we had Devin Camille. Devin and Camille. Uh, Freight Fabrics. Freight Fabrics. Yeah. Uh, we had who else did we have? We uh, what was the uh, the movie? We had the other Devin and and female Devin and, Con- and Connor and Connor uh, yes. from Summer Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. That was episode fucking nine. Yeah. Uh, that was that was bananas. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Lon Bumgarner. Uh, Lon came in the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean we've had lots of great conversations with yeah. lots of great people. Yeah, uh, some like a lot of them are friends. I think all of them are friends actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it's it's just it's great to have an outlet where we can just invite someone and say, hey, you want to talk about something cool for an hour? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's my favorite thing, just the conversations. Yeah. Uh, this could, you know, this could grow and be whatever beast it wants to be. Mm. But at the end of the day, my favorite thing about it is that I get to talk about something cool yeah. for an hour and a half. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's good to have a voice for something that you care about. Yeah. I've, I've written a lot as a result of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking more critically about stuff. Yes. I mean, it's been absolutely brilliant. And to uh, like every one of our guests and every one of the people that listen, mm-hmm. uh, thank you. I mean, it, it's, it's fucking insane and it's great. Mm-hmm. And we hope that, that you can join us the whole way through, man. Yeah. Uh, we got some cool shit planned for 2017. Hey, hey. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a cool year. It's gonna be a little crazy for us in terms of work, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll make it happen. And it's gonna be a good year. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much. Generally, it, it means the world to me that people tune in mm-hmm. every, and, and listen to us talk and make dick jokes and me scratch my beard on the mic yeah. <laughs> and, and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. How about you? Want to say anything? Supporting message. Um, I mean, yeah, just giving those, those shout outs to mm-hmm. uh, to the, to all the people that we've had on the show. Um, to anybody that's been corresponding with us, you know, through Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, um, shout out to Movie Makers Podcast. They just had a recent episode, Dan Kava. Uh, shout out to uh, to Josh Cast Screen Dump. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, fucking Screen Dump. I love yeah. Screen Dump. Yeah, they they've been uh, they've been just great to talk to in the podcast community. They, yeah. They've been fantastic. They are, they are now like yeah. they, they they were some assholes earlier on, guys. <laughs> fucking assholes earlier on. I didn't know I'll who we were. What, exactly, but it was, that's that's what was pissing yeah. me off because it was like we started at the same time. <laughs> And I wouldn't have not have noticed them had I felt not felt like they were copying us, <laughs> you know, because episode we had episode three and then they. Well, our first episode was Tarantino. Yeah, the first yeah. episode was our first episode was Tarantino, yeah. and then by the time we got to episode three, they did a Tarantino episode, yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so then I started mentioning them on the podcast because I'm like, if they're watching us, then you know, we can <laughs> I want to know some, some correspondence, and then going back and forth of trying to like message them and hit them up, and still mm. nothing, and then eventually they finally acknowledge our presence. Yeah. They, <laughs> they commented on one of our on one of our tracks. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it was a Swiss Army man, mm-hmm. and that's how we started that is talking not. to. That is not. That is not. No, I've been talking to the. Uh, no, it was uh, Edgar Wright. Sorry, mm-hmm. they commented on Edgar Wright. 
You talking about the initial? How we my initial contact? Oh, was but with see, like I, I've been talking with Hobo Jobo for some months now. Yeah, yeah. Say, but um, but as soon as as soon as like it was just trying to go. At first, I, I reviewed mm-hmm. them on iTunes. No correspondence. <laughs> I, I hit them up on their. Uh, I hit them up on Twitter. No correspondence. And it wasn't until I like sent her um a direct message, mm-hmm. and then she was like, "Oh no, I just hadn't noticed that." I'm like, "Oh shit, I've been feeling like an asshole this whole time." <laughs> and, you know, it's like it's like I'm sitting there trying to reach out to someone and they're not responding back to me. Mm-hmm. It's just that yeah, you didn't yeah, notice. The Twitter sphere is weird. Yeah, but it, but it's, it's been great ever since then. As like I said, I recognize them as a sister podcast. Um, Movie Makers Podcast doesn't recognize us, but I recognize them <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's a really. If you guys are into movies and you listen to this podcast, I would uh, I would highly suggest you listen to both of those. Yeah, those are really really they're good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, I mean they're great. Yeah. and I, I love the opportunity we have to meet people that do the same thing that we do. Yeah, and it's been absolutely brilliant and mm-hmm. it's been a fun experience yes. and i'm sure it will keep being fun mm-hmm. for a long time so with that being said thank you guys for watching yes we'll be back with our 53rd fucking episode yeah. uh next week <laughs> i forgot to i forgot to press cut so now it's just like awkward yeah.